Is your world a little crazy and off-kilter at the moment? Feeling a bit frazzled? Well then, you've found the perfect place to regain some quiet today. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast, where we study His Word and encourage one another. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. Episode 70 has a question for the title. So what's the plan? Well, Sharon, what is the plan for this episode? <laughs> I said such trouble coming up with a title for this one. I've changed it a couple of times. But really, the section of Ephesians we'll be looking at today is all about God's overarching plan for people mm. and Paul's specific role in that plan. Okay. And as I pondered this, I realized we also need to be super aware God's got a specific plan mm. for us too. God very specifically called Paul, <laughs> self-righteous, separatist Jew that he was, mm. to go hang out with Gentiles. I just think that's so hysterical. He was like the <laughs> highest quality of stay away from the Gentiles Jew. And yeah. God's like, nope, nope, your assignment is Gentiles. Go for it. <laughs> so, and help convert them to Christianity. Such a stretch for this man. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> Yet Paul gladly obeyed and mm. shared that good news far and wide, traveling hundreds of miles and I am sure sporting multiple blisters on his feet. <laughs> sure. Goodness. But Nicole, we are not off the hook here in terms of helping people convert to Christianity. Mm. I, I actually believe it's a universal call on all of us yes. to share the good news of Christ in our current world as it is today. Mm. So we're going to look at Jesus' last words first to his disciples in the book of Acts. It's interesting that Luke starts his book on the history of the early church with what we call the Great Commission. So he starts with Jesus telling them what to do, and then yeah. he spends the rest of the book having them do what Jesus told them to do. Right, that's, that's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. So um, would you read it for us? Sure. So I'm going to read Acts 1, verses 1 through 9. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after given, giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you with the gifts he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has a time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set these dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and at the ends of the, at the, ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. Hmm. I love that they're still saying, so are you coming? Is it now? Yes, Did we finally get the kingdom? Us? Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. To the very end, they hoped. Yeah. And Jesus is like, well, actually, you're going to be telling people about us, you know, me across the world, right. so it might take a while for us yeah. to come back, we're still doing it today. Aww. So that's so cool. Okay, well, I'm now going to read the same story from Matthew's perspective, and of course, Matthew was there in Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore... 
Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to whenever it shows up. <laughs> that part I just added, the end of the age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what do we learn from these verses? The disciples had a job to do. Go and make more disciples. Yes, <laughs> Don't they stand did. staring at the cloud. Don't wonder about their kingdom being restored here. But go and share the wonderful news of Jesus and his great sacrifice for us. And to help these new believers to grow in their faith, too. So not just go and... Yes. Tell, but make sure they're they're understanding yeah. it. Don't just tell them and leave them. Right. Help them grow. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Rooted. <laughs> yeah. We also learned that we don't get to know when Jesus comes to finish up his work and bring this age to an end. <laughs> Although we do know he'll be there with us till the end of it, yeah, whenever it is. That's nice. And someday he'll usher in that new heaven and the new earth and banish sin and sorrow and suffering. Mm. They didn't know when and neither do we. Mm. Although people love to guess. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> but while we're trying to figure it out, we have a job to do mm. to the ends of the earth. You know, sometimes I think we think it might be easier if we could just come to know Christ, hang out about in church and learn more about him and go off to heaven. You know? That would be nice. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But that's highly unfair to all those who are walking through life without a plan, mm. who don't know him. Nicole, have you ever been in a situation where nobody seemed to have a plan where they, they had to there was just a little bit chaotic. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. We had attended a wedding of a friend one time um, many years ago, and it was complete chaos oh, after, no. the cer- after the ceremony. I think about ex- 50 extra people showed up, and there were not enough tables, and they didn't have a seating arrangement, and it was down at the basement of this tiny little church, and people didn't know what to do. We were wow. all standing outside, standing around. There was a few tables where we're just like, Okay, what's happening? And like half the people end up leaving and they couldn't stay and celebrate. Oh, it was just word. kind of crazy, you know? Yeah. They think, you know, this poor sweet couple were probably only expecting a few people to show up, so they didn't expect an RSVP. Oh, bless <laughs> but them. There were more love than they thought or planned for, so it was a little crazy. <laughs> there was a lot of love in that chaos. There was. There was. So we just kind of scooted out and like hit up a restaurant on the way home. <laughs> oh, probably a good idea. Probably a good idea. Well, I remember a trip we took when Ray was stationed in Germany to Italy. We just decided we should say we've been to Italy, you know, so we went through Austria and we got to Italy. We were in the city of Verona and somehow we became part of the craziest traffic jam I have ever been in. Oh no. It's like scary. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Picture a rotary with like six cars. It's not six cars. Hello. Or way more cars than that. (laughs) With six lanes coming into like a central point. Yeah. Um, But it's not a circle. It's like this big paved square. I know. And there's no, like, go right and everybody wait for the next person. Right. So, basically, we were in a traffic jam with cars pointed in every direction, at least 50 of us, and no one could move. Oh, my word. No, it was like a big puzzle piece. You know, and the the people on the outside had to kind of move out first, and those of us trapped in the middle are like... Did we miss the memo somewhere? <laughs> was there a turn that we all made wrong? Because how in the world is this chaos happening? Wow, how are we stuck here? That's so crazy. Oh, that's so stressful. Just so awful. I know it. So to not have a plan leads to chaos. It does. It absolutely does. And there are so many people in this world that's, that don't even know that they were made on a purpose. Oh, that yeah. don't know there is a plan. Mm. That, that have been told that. That, you know, you live, you die, your body gets eaten by worms. Right. 
Yay. That's, That's life. And yep. there's a whole lot of work and misery in the middle. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's such good news in Christ. Mm-hmm. There's such good news in Christ. And Paul had a plan. We have a plan. Mm-hmm. We're going to read about Paul and his plan. Then we're going to talk about how we can practically share our faith in busy mm-hmm. lives. Because, yes, yeah, one thing to say, we should go and tell people about Jesus. Right. <laughs> it's a little scary, too. Yeah. And, and there's ways to do it and ways not to do it. But let's start with... Our wonderful, sweet Sila moment. Mm. Listening to God's word in Ephesians 3, 1 through through 13. Would you start? Sure. So verse 1. When I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles. Assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility (laughs) of extending his grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his Holy Spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body, and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures (laughs) available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, has kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to Mm. all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Mm. Amen. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. Oh, man. I love Paul's joy in the plan despite the suffering. He's like, don't lose heart because I'm having a hard time. You should feel honored. I love suffering for you. (laughs) Some attitude. I don't say that very often. (laughs) I love suffering for you. So, Nicole, what do you notice about Paul's response to suffering? He's got a great attitude here about suffering. I don't often feel that way. I'm glad to suffer for you. (laughs) Yeah. And I love how he said he's been given the privilege to do this job. Um, And I just think about it. Like, he was out persecuting people before. They were probably a little frightened of him. Maybe not the Gentiles, because he was going after Jews, wasn't he? Right. He was going after Jewish converts at that point. So now for him to be going out there again to tell the Gentiles about, it's just amazing. It's amazing. God's transformation in him. Yeah. I love how he's like, and I'm the least likely. Yeah, and he's so aware of it still. I just think that's super cool. Beautiful. (laughs) I also love the plan itself, that God from the beginning of time wanted all people to have the riches found in Christ Jesus, not just Mm. the Jewish nation, who were his special people leading the way before Jesus came. Hmm. You know, I think my favorite verse is verse 8. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, (laughs) he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I love how Paul's humility shines through. Mm. He calls himself the least deserving because he went after all those Christians. And, I mean, he was killing them. He was dragging them from their homes. It was not a pretty picture. No. He was really vicious. 
but he never seems to lose that sense of awe that God forgave him and then mm-hmm. went on to use him mightily. It's kind of a spiritual rags to riches story, it right? Really I was the worst person on the planet. <laughs> and now God God put me in charge of telling the world about him. Yeah. I mean, really, funny. that is pretty stunning, isn't it? That's a huge turnaround. Yeah. Paul was God's <laughs> enemy. God didn't just save him and make him part of the family. God gave him a monumental task to do. And Paul's just still shaking his head over it. Like, really? What? And that humility enabled his heart to stay soft Mm. toward the Lord so that he followed God's instructions and leaned on God and not himself. The second thing I love is that what he's telling us about is the endless treasures available to us in Christ. You know how in Narnia, in the last battle, they enter this little shed, shacky thing? Yes. And then (laughs) all of a sudden, it expands into heaven, Mm. and then they keep going further up and further in. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It it, it never ends. It just keeps endlessly expanding. That's so cool. (laughs) It is the best ever. And it makes sense that a creative God would do something like that for us. There are endless treasures. It's not like we're going to be there going, wow, I've sat on a cloud and played this harp forever. There's there's going to be endless stuff because we have a creative God who's gone to prepare a place for us. We're not going to be bored. I love that. I don't like boredom. Yeah. Well, there's so many things on earth that could keep us entertained for quite a while. And earth is broken. You know, the world is broken because of sin. So imagine that unhindered by sin. Yeah. It's going to be pretty great. And endless. (laughs) And endless. Pretty cool. Oh, I love it. Okay. How about you? What's your verse? But I just, I don't know. It was so cool that he's so excited about, he kept talking about that mysterious plan. Um, you can just see his excitement. Like he said it a couple times. And then again in verse nine, I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things has kept secret from the beginning. So I love that he acknowledges God as the creator of all things and how the secret has been kind of like brewing. Now he's like, it's here. Here's the secret. (laughs) I get to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he really was the missionary to the Gentiles from the beginning. So it's like, Wow, what an assignment. Oh, yeah. And this is so important for us as Gentiles, as not yeah, Jewish people. We ought to be really grateful he said yeah. yes. This is right? really amazing. Yeah. I just love he, his enthusiasm. Yeah, because yeah, when you think <laughs> of Jesus' commission, first Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and they were in Jerusalem, then Samaria. Mm-hmm. They did. They went out to Samaria yeah. and Judea to the uttermost parts of the earth. Bam. So Paul's doing the uttermost. They don't forget the like these three places and then everywhere. Right, right. <laughs> so he's That's got amazing. this huge mission, but we've still got it. Yeah. Because there's still a lot of people that haven't heard of Christ. Yep. yep. Okay. So we all have this commission, but we're not mm. all wired like Paul. No. Right? I mean, <laughs> Paul had no wife that we're aware of, at least right. at the time he was serving. He Some people think he was widowed. Some people think he never married. Hmm. Um, and he had the energy level of... I don't know, 10 people in one, right? Yeah. And the ability to get stoned and beaten up a lot. and Keep going. Keep going. That would right. discourage me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not all wired that way. Some right. of us are shy, mm. right? Some of us are overwhelmed with triplets and aging parents, mm, right? That's true. I mean, super busy lives. So let's talk. Let's talk about the shy mm. person first, Nicole. Okay. How in the world would someone who really gets tongue-tied and who you know, blushes at the drop of a hat. How do mm. they go about sharing the gospel? We talked about how everybody's made on purpose. Yeah. They're his poems. Oh, yeah. God made them quiet. How did they share? What would you tell them? 
Well, I think, I mean, when I was younger, I was really shy. No, no one will believe that, but <laughs> I'm actually I kind do, of an introvert. Sweetie. I'm not yeah. really a true extrovert. But what I found through some of my shyer, quieter moments was that we're not all called to stand and preach and give these long, you know, explanations about Christ. Our lives, if we're faithful in following him, reading our Bibles, going to church, just living out what he's commanded us, people mm-hmm. are going to notice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're going to ask us through relationships and quieter conversations. Mm-hmm. And then you can give your, the you know, the reason for the hope within you. Right. And I found right. that true in my own life. It's easier to have those relationships and those one-on-one conversations with people I know. Yes. Um, you yes. Know, a patient at a doc- at the dentist's office when I used to assist, they would, you know, get to know them a few times and then share my faith. But it wasn't a first-time thing. You know, it never came out right time. away. Yeah. Exactly. So I think for that exactly. shy person, don't feel like you're not being used if you're not speaking to a group of, I don't know, 100 people right. at a local right. you know, women's retreat. Right. Or even speaking to the person in the dental chair the very first time. Right. God softens hearts. Absolutely. And sometimes we have to wait until that heart is softened yeah. before they're even going to hear. Right. Right. Exactly. If they have like a crown or something, they're come back for three uh-huh. visits, you got some time. Exactly. <laughs> we can trust God with that. Yes, absolutely. I can, I can remember um, a woman that I knew in Mops a long time ago. She was not a believer. Yeah. And I shared a ton with her about God because mm. I was one of those people. Right? <laughs> um, but nothing moved her at mm. all. She had a set idea in her mind that Christians were contented cows oh chewing on their cud basically oh, wow. Isn't that interesting <laughs> she'd been taught it in college yeah, and that basically <laughs> basically that we had no sense of adventure and mm. um we just wanted safe way to live and if we believed we'd get heaven that felt safe hmm, interesting you know? yeah so that's how she believed yeah. so one time casually i was saying to her how frustrated i was that god was making me maybe apologize or do something i didn't right. want to do <laughs> Um, because I didn't want to do it, right? And, yeah. and, and I didn't. I wasn't even trying to convert her at the moment, although right. I did my best to convert her, and it didn't <laughs> do any good. So, anyways, just casual conversation. Like a week later, she's taking a shower, yeah. And God reminds her in the shower that I said that, and how that doesn't sound like religion always makes you warm and fuzzy, like a contented oh. cow chewing a cud. Sharon was downright uncomfortable about her God. And then she started to think, okay, so maybe I'm wrong about Christianity. Hmm. Maybe there is a God who sometimes makes you uncomfortable. Right. And then she accepted Christ. Oh, my word. (laughs) I love that. Isn't that the most stunning story? But it It all came about not by my purposeful witnessing, but by my lifestyle. Yeah. Just talking about God as you would for anything. Exactly. So don't let Satan the accuser say, you didn't share the four steps. Right? You didn't walk him through the Romans road. (laughs) Is it highlighted in your Bible? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sometimes, especially for a shy person, um, God God will use you. Oh, he does. If he brings about these situations where you're going to feel him leading you. Right, right. And it's not going to be like everyone else. No. Well, how about we go back to another situation? Maybe somebody that is chatty by nature, but Mm. they have triplets. I really made it hard. I figured twins wasn't enough. They got triplets. My goodness. Like, how about what's the worst age? One and a half. They're a little too young to discipline, but they get into every stinking thing. Although also the first months of life would be really awful too with triplets. You'd be feeding them. All the time. Anyways, and you've got aging parents that need your help. How At the same time? <laughs> yes. I'm laid on. How in the world do you even think about witnessing? This poor person with all these people. I know. I'm feeling really oh, sorry man. for her. Yeah. It's so easy to 
first of all, it's easy to let the things of life totally crush us and weigh us down, but it's also easy to let that guilt take over. And there's sometimes where we're not going to be affecting 20 people a day with God's love. And it's okay to have these seasons where we are unable to physically leave the house to witness to others. But God gave us those three triplets and those aging parents to witness to. And even if they're, I mean, the triplets don't know Jesus yet, and maybe your Mm -hmm. parents don't, but by serving and loving them, you're showing Jesus. You're being his hands and feet mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that quieter, mm-hmm. unglamorous, exhausting time. Right. <laughs> and you know that firsthand with your own sweet dad, Gamble. Yes. You showed him love through serving, and he accepted Jesus right before he died. So we mm-hmm. see that play out, you know? Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't keep up. You know, there's so many little things. We, if we still want more. <laughs> <laughs> I found that when I, with my little ones in that season of endless nursing and midnight, you know, my phone and social media, you could post something cute on, you could post something nice on Facebook. Something to encourage. Yeah. 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 And there's, there's groups out there too. Um, Oh, you had mentioned and you reminded me about that group, the Midnight Moms. It's a Christian group where they'll pray for each other and pray I for. I love that. Isn't that beautiful? In the middle of the night, you're when you're glary eyed. So, right. Yes. And I would use for me personally. I would, if I woke up in the middle of the night, I would say, "Hey, I'm nursing this kid for the next nine months. I give me your prayer request, and at two a.m., I'll pray for you when I'm up." And I oh. use it as a time to pray because I could do nothing That's else. That's a great idea. While I you're nursing, nursing. Yeah. and what a what a peaceful thing for a baby yeah. to have the mother. Yielded to God while she's oh, nursing. That's a nice idea. Isn't it? Instead of grumbling uh, that you're instead awake of going again. like, would you hurry up? I want to go back to bed. Yes. Right? Oh, I love it. I think that's absolutely beautiful. Mm. So we can get involved with false guilt sometimes oh, yeah. if, if we're if we're willing. You know, God will give us the chances. Yes, He does. He and really will as really, we go. Yeah, as exactly. We go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get down to you and me. Because we don't have triplets. We don't, thank goodness. And, and neither of us are incredibly shy at the moment, anyways. Um, so how do you share? But you're still busy. I mean, how many dogs do you have in your house right now? We currently have five. Yeah, I thought so. How many children? Four. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're dogs. Okay, so you are busy, nonetheless. Yeah. So how do you go about, in your busy life, sharing the gospel? Yeah, it kind of goes back to that daily living and all through my kids too. I find that like whatever I, I'm doing with them, just using those opportunities as they come. I don't yeah. sit down and say, okay, I'm going to do this to witness today when I go here. I'm just living life with my children, but God, keep me open to who I can minister to. Yes. Sitting at the yes. basketball game, the person next to me, should I talk to them and they look discouraged? Mm-hmm. Or when we have play dates with, they go to public school. Uh-huh. So if we have play dates with other families that don't know Jesus, just be ready to, you know, they ask me what I do for work and I say, oh, I, I do podcasts for Sweet Seal Ministries. That obviously leads into oh, Sweet Seal. Oh, kind of handy, <laughs> isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's a great gateway yeah. to talk about Jesus. Or uh-huh. let's do something on Sunday. Oh, we go to church Sunday. Do you want me to bring your daughter too? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I find that when I don't try so hard. Yeah. But I'm open. Yeah. God, show me as I go through life with these kids and yeah. puppies. As you go. <laughs> it's, it's as you go witnessing. Yeah, and it's, exactly. It's, I think it's a legitimate, absolutely legitimate way to do it. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. I think Vacation Bible School is another great oh, yeah. method um, that our church does that is wonderful as yeah, well. They do a great so. job with that. And I love one of, I think, um, it's sweet Donna Perkins did this great little mom's devotional during VBS one year. Because we'll drop off our kids and we don't have enough time to go too far. 
far. Uh-huh. So what do we do? I was like, oh, okay, we'll just... And she had a little space where us moms could come sit and talk very informal, and she'd answer questions. And talk to the, the moms. Yes. Yeah, and that's great. Christians. I just thought that was such a beautiful way to I witness. I love that. That's yeah. beautiful. Any way we can. Any way we can. Yep. That's right. <laughs> we don't necessarily have to, you know, walk to Turkey. Right. <laughs> like Paul did. <laughs> you know, I've worked in Christian ministry for a long time. And so quite a while ago, I realized that almost all my friends were Christians. Almost every activity I engaged in was Christian. And it kind of shook me a bit. I'm like, "Uh, so how am I witnessing to people? Mm. So I did make some changes uh, to try to do a better job. So first, I set aside Tuesday, and I always pray for two or three people who don't know the Lord in my circle, mm-hmm. relatives, neighbors, um, the postman, no, whoever God puts that. in my mind, right. you know, <laughs> it, it actually makes me more aware of those people, yeah. um, people I bump into every day so that I keep them in my heart, and mm. I'm just more ready if yeah, I ever get asked. I like that. And I also teach a course called Christianity Explained every few years, mm. and that came out of the feeling of, I just, I'm not with my personality, which Mm. is a teaching, talking personality, what can I do? And it's a six-week course, and it's it's just what it sounds like. You explain Christianity. You don't push it. You explain it. But as you explain it, you also explain how you can become a Christian. And Nicole, almost every time I've taught it, people have accepted Christ. Wow. Because they're in the Word. They're in an environment where there's no question off limits. Mm. No one's making them say anything. Right. But they're learning what it really is. That's a great I love thing. Christianity I like Explained. I really do. <laughs> and the other thing that's been fun for me, now that I'm old, <laughs> is discovering how long-term relationships can evolve to people finding Christ like 20 years after I've met them. Oh, wow. Where you're like so overthinking you're going to convert them. You right? know? <laughs> but you've just faithfully stayed married and loved Jesus. Hmm. And that, just the long-term doing of yes. it. It can really bear fruit eventually. It's oh, kind of nice. That's so encouraging. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. So, well, how do you help your children share their faith in respectful but good ways? Yeah. Um, so on the way to school every day, either if it's Josh or me, we always pray with the kiddos. Um, cause again, they go to a public school, so it's a little bit, um, it can be tricky at times. And we always ask God to give them courage to be able to share God's love to their teachers and their classmates. And so we're not always telling them to talk, you know, go with a certain message to preach, but just to right. be kind, you know, sit with the yes. kid who's lonely. Yes. If there was a kid that was kind of being a little rough with Charlotte, and I said, you know, he probably needs a friend. Don't let him hurt you. And, you know, right. Be safe. Right, right. But Boundaries, maybe, but- nice to him and, and say you forgive him and he'd actually ended up coming around it was very sweet oh it's just showing nice. you know and asking yeah. them to be a blessing to their teachers their kids are gonna be rough and rowdy some days and right. not listen but right. as much as they can be a blessing so the teacher's like oh you, you know you listen yeah. and you say yes yeah. yes whoever yeah um it's yeah. just those little things again in their life that show Yes. And be ready to talk about God if, they, if someone asks if them. If someone asks yeah. them again, that's <laughs> kind of the key. And, and that's a verse I love. That verse has really kind of um, molded how I do this thing. Yeah. It's First Peter 3.15. It says this, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Mm. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you mm. to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Mm. There's so much in that verse. First of all, we have to start by setting apart Christ as Lord. If he is not Lord of our lives, if we are not Mm. walking with him, abiding with him, doing that seal of time in the morning of meeting with him, 
we're not going to be in the right place to mm-hmm. answer questions. That's a great point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we're not. It, we talked last week about all the issues. Yes. If we're all about the issue that's, mm-hmm. you know, stuck under our craw, <laughs> and um, somebody is open to hearing about Christ, I'm more likely to go to the issue. That's Because that's in my brains yeah. at the moment, right? But if I start my day setting apart Christ as Lord, revering Him, mm-hmm. putting Him mentally in the place he belongs always as Lord and King Mm. and me under him, giving my day to him to do with it what he wants. Then that start has me in a position if he should choose to show me a softened heart. Right, because then we're listening to his leading and Mm -hmm. not like, well, I have to witness to four people today saying this. Right, right. There are very few people that are called to do that. Some are, and I respect them. They're like the prophets. Yeah. Slightly unpopular, but awesome. (laughs) That's a tough job, I'll tell you. It's a tough job. But I admire people that have have been told that by the Lord. But most of us, it's an as you go. It's a First Peter Mm -hmm. 3.15. I really believe it is. And for that... Be prepared to give an answer to those that ask for the reason for the hope you have. Well, that means I have to see the hope. Right. So if we're living hopeful lives, and (laughs) ask. Mm. And when they ask, we, we need to be prepared. And the way to be prepared is not necessarily to have those four steps, although that's handy. It's more to be prepared by being a surrendered vessel. Mm. And that only comes from walking with God. So uh, the best thing we can do is surrender our hearts to God every day, Mm. fresh again, and say, if there's someone you want me to speak to today... I will mess it up unless you help me. <laughs> it's a guarantee unless yes. you show up. <laughs> so please help me to see the opportunities mm. to respond appropriately, open and shut my mouth. You know, yes. that, that kind of that prayer. A lot. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because no, sometimes you don't want to say too much. Right. Right? It right. can be a little bit. And oh. then always, this last part, do this with gentleness Ooh. and respect. Yes. There's no call to be harsh. No. These are people that don't know Jesus. Right. They don't have that tug. They have that chaos. They're right. in the Verona traffic jam. Right. <laughs> they don't have a place at the wedding table. Right? right? They're lost. Mm. They need gentleness and respect for their own histories, mm-hmm. where they've come from, the hurts that have damaged them along the way. Right. I mean, we have to see them not as sort of a convert to put on our little convert necklace. Look, I have 17. (laughs) We have to see them as real people with real needs and and, and, and innate poems that God made. Mm. They're still poems. They, They don't know they are yet. They're missing the, right. they're missing the spirit. In right, exactly. <laughs> their phone so, um, so that gentleness and respect has to be there too. This That's is so like, good. I'm going to pray this verse to close this, this up because I need to shut up. So <laughs> let me pray it for us all as we witness. So, mm. Father, would you help us to set apart you as Lord in our hearts day by day by day to always be prepared to give the answer for the reason for the hope we have. Give us gentleness. Give us respect for whoever we're talking to. Oh, Lord, help us to make the main thing the main thing. Mm -hmm. Sharing who you are in a lost world. Telling them there is a plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm Well, listeners, I hope this challenges you in a good way to pray for those who don't know the Lord and always be prepared to respond when asked about the great good news we have in Christ and those endless treasures for those who believe. We'd love to hear from you. How do you share your faith in these hard days? Write us and let's chat. 
You can find us at sweetsela.org slash podcast and leave a comment at any time. We'd love it if you would leave a review as well on your favorite podcast app. This helps more people find us. And donations are always appreciated as well at sweetsela.org slash donations. Have a great week in Jesus and see you back next week for episode 71, My Heart, His Home. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.